Hello, welcome back to another one different episode of the Golden Globus Theater podcast for men and women and all parties associated under the sun. With you as always, Griff and Tim. Tim. Griff. Oh. Shh. You, oh. Shh. Shh. Oh. Shh. I uh before we get started, I just wanna I just wanna talk about something. I, you remember ne- last episode where I was talking about if I ever got rich, how I I would have people fight to my death, and since you weren't ri- you weren't rich, I wouldn't allow you to participate. Not your death, but watch people die. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, That's pretty and selfish. I just said since well, I I'm gonna tell you a story what happened this weekend. Mm. I uh, I was at the car wash. Car wash, yeah. And I was the guy. There was a guy who was hand hand drying my Lamborghini sure and he turned to me and he said hey he was, he was only he didn't have a Chicago accent but he turned to me and he said hey you sold out you forgot where you came from Tim I heard last episode Whoa. The, what you did to what do to Griff is horrible damn and yeah I know it was I like agree. really out of line I agree and I so I had my bodyguard kick the shit out of the guy <laughs> You you met my bodyguard, Brick Armstrong. Brick is pretty good, people. Yeah. So well, I mean, I got he's got he's got to earn his money. Well, hold on. All right. But then when I got home in my mansion, I was thinking about how blessed I am to have this podcast that lets me have all these things, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and how blessed I am to have you as a co-host. I appreciate that. And I got to thinking, you know, I need to give back. I can't just keep taking. Okay. So well, I got in touch with this, this charity organization. And, well, just listen. I just listen. Okay. Let's give it a listen. And the cat's in the cradle and the silver's full. Little boy blue and the man on the moon. When you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when. But we'll get together then. You know we'll have a good time then. Hi there. My name is Tim. You probably know me best as one half of the award-winning podcast, Golden Globus Theater. But I'm not here today to talk about myself. I'm here to talk about something almost as important. Every night, literally hundreds of hairless cats go to bed mildly cold because of lack of fur. This tragedy cannot be allowed to continue. That's why I've partnered with Ponchos for Pussycats. Ponchos for Pussycats is a non- Nonprofit organization dedicated to eradicating the blight of chilly, hairless cats by providing ponchos to needy felines. Studies have shown that ponchos are the ideal clothing to protect your furless friends while also offering them the full range of motion needed to lick their crotches. And for just three cents a day of your minimum $100 a month donation, Guatemalan children will handcraft these coverings of care from the finest cotton poly blend money can buy, ensuring that no hairless cat is uncomfortable ever again. Act now, and I'll make sure to send you this certificate at no extra charge that states I, insert name here, donated to Ponchos for Pussycats. I, insert name here, am a good person. Each certificate is authenticated with a genuine rubber stamp replica of my signature, guaranteeing that yes, you are a good person. That's right, Mr. Frisky Whiskers. No hairless cat should go to bed cold, and with your help, no cat will. 
So please, go to ponchosforpussycats.org now and give as much as you can. The heart you warm may be your own. And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man in the moon. When you're coming home, daddy, don't know when. But we'll get together then. You know we'll have a good time then. Jeez, man. Griff, shh. I know what you're going to say. And no, I'm not a hero. I'm just another passenger on Spaceship Earth and trying to make the world a better place than I found it. I appreciate the sentiment. Not a hero. Okay. But you know who is a hero? Matt Hunter, a.k.a. Chuck Norris in Invasion USA. Jesus, man. I... I Thank you for leading us back in this movie because I don't know what to say about that. That was just it's not, it's not about me, okay? I don't want to make it about me. You're leading us back there. I'm trying to get off the subject. I'm uh, just saying I'm not a hero. Okay, I know it's you're all. not a hero. Matt Hunter's the hero. I mean, I just... I want to start off. This is, a, this is a big movie. This is one where if it made it up to the tippy tops, the, the, the fat cats and the tank tops, they would be like... We don't need to just worry about the Mexican border. We need to be worrying about the Florida border, too. That's a border that doesn't get considered very often, right? I never think about it. Exactly. I mean, if this made it to the White House, we're not only going to have life. Well, the border is like an ocean, so it's not really a border. I mean. Well, they figure out a way. Okay? Mm. All I'm saying is if this makes it to – if this movie, which is more documentary than it is action It's a chilling statement of what could happen. Exactly. We're not just going to have lifeguards on those, you know, like uh, elevated uh, lifeguard stands. We're also going to be having sniper towers like 10 feet above them. So every 15 feet down the beach, there's going to be a sniper in full, uh, you know, armored gear. Because you never know. You never know. It might be Cubans. It might be Russians dressed as Cubans. You just don't know. This movie is chilling to the core. I don't know if I can overstate it so much. This whole podcast exists because of movies like this. This is what you've been waiting for, people out there, all 12 of you. This is the movie that's going to change your life. Right. And so many other movies try to combine us, uh, like make us feel humble to our fellow Americans. You know, Independence Day had the greatest duo ever of Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith. That's pretty much a match made in heaven, and yet uh, that pales in comparison to this movie. American Sniper fails to show what one true dedicated American can really do to defend his country. And then the last, I, and I didn't even want to consider this, but Rocky. People kept throwing that in my face. Rocky. No, Rocky no. just boxed for money in his little, his little gym shorts. No. This you could, is it. You could, you could conceivably say that this is a buddy movie too it's chuck and his bazooka yeah oh man the bazookas there 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 is 95 different tropes that we thought we were going to see in a lot more movies but this movie has so much going on you got the strong silent type chuck you've got uzis you've got bazookas you've got uh uh uh, female uh leads who are living on their own strong-willed women who are Angry, but s- clearly sexually attracted to Chuck to no degree. Where they're making nicknames and catcalling and like basically like 
inviting them back for a long evening. And you got the murdering of communists, is what, which, frankly, we should be doing now. But, yeah, takes you back. It really does. But, um, I mean, I learned a lot just from looking up, uh, just from seeing the credits of this movie, such as the fact that Chuck's brother and himself, Chuck Norris, wrote this movie. Yeah, you know, it's if you're if you listen to all our episodes, and including our first, which apparently everyone loves, our first episode, you'll probably be thinking, "Where the fuck are these guys coming from?" They just trashed Chuck Norris on that whole entire episode. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we did do that. We did, and I think it's because Chuck never had the proper material. Yes, he had to write his own script in order to make it work, and he makes it work because he's amazing in this movie. And, Tim, when you say his own script, I'm going to go ahead and let the people know this script is 446 lines long. I downloaded the whole thing so we could kind of scour through it. Uh, There might be about three pages worth if you put them at, you know, a nice, what's the standard college spacing and everything. But, yeah, it's not long. There's a lot of action in this movie. To fill in the gaps of the lack of script in this movie. was Chuck has, what, like 20 lines and half of them are time to die? Chuck has probably 25 lines. You're right. At least a third of them are time, it's time, something, something to die. He's always like, hey, man, Chuck, do you want a cup of beer? No, it's time to die. It's like when, uh, you know, Schwarzenegger always has to fucking shoehorn i'll be back in every movie he shoehorned time to die 50 times in one movie yeah constant shoehorning of it's time to die well when you got a classic line you know you gotta hey show it off chuck and his little brother they knew what they were doing i i what 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 was his name ed i want to say it was ed it wasn't i'm gonna say rico rico (laughs) (laughs) well chuck's real name is carlos right right? that's why i assumed I uh, I forget what it was. I should have had that handy, but I fucked up. Yeah, I don't think up. anyone gives a shit. No one gives a shit, apparently. But the Norris Brothers, not only is the Norris brother uh, a writer, though, he's also a stuntman. Chuck's I... stuntman. What? Mm-hmm. Why does Chuck Norris need a stuntman? Because of all those uh, m- m- motorcycle stunts or something? I don't know. Well, there's definitely a stuntman when he jumps through a window. I know yes. That was his brother. Well, good on you, Rico. If you, I'm, I didn't post anything to the Instagram last week, but if when I nobody, get it around, nobody to looks anyway, so don't worry. <laughs> I still like to do it. If we're, if we're judging anything by our other sites, or so Facebook and Twitter, nobody's looking, so don't worry about it. It's okay. It's 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 for people when they want to come. It's a welcome table. It's not. Uh, 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 it's a do your part and we'll do our part. It's we say, do our part for the people. Would you say it's a safe space? No, I wouldn't. Okay. I wouldn't say a- anywhere you go where you have to be confronted with Dolph Lundgren's nipples or Charles Bronson holding some kind of sex toy, that's not a safe space. That's a danger place. I don't want to go there. You just figured out why we don't have any uh, <laughs> traffic on People there. are like, we can't recommend Sorry. these to- or read. Well, we, we, I, we, I will say we did get flagged on our last, my last Facebook post for last week's movie. We got flagged. I have no idea why. I didn't say anything offensive in it, but don't worry. They, they, they got it all figured out, and we're uh-huh. fine now. But 
But okay, so we got a lot of action filler to cover in here. We got a lot of plot holes that uh, don't exist because you know what? This movie's ninety nine percent action, one percent dialogue. So So in honor of this Fourth of July, prepare yourself for Invasion USA. international terrorists. America has not been invaded by a foreign enemy in nearly 200 years. Their target, America. Their objective, control. 18 hours from now, America will be a different place. Now, only one thing stands in their way. It's time to die. work, huh? Now it will. They wanted a war. See you in hell. He gave them one. Send me a postcard. Chuck Norris. Invasion USA. Alright. So, uh, yeah, we, we gathered pretty much everything from that trailer, but you know, the plot here is going to be scant at best. We've got, again, a lot of action, not a lot of lines. Can I just say, first off, if you are a member of ISIS or if you're sympathetic to the ISIS way of life, can you please turn this off? You know what? Not just ISIS. Any kind of terrorist against America, because this is pretty much just like an open handbook on how to infiltrate and win over. Yeah, it was a pretty ingenious plot, I must say. Yeah, I, I could see that... Sadly, Thank God Chuck Norris is still alive because he can stop it from happening. He's look okay. He's looking weird. His he kept his mustache like natural, but he dyes his hair, so he's got this really weird thing happening where he looks old except for the scalp up. Well, you can tell he's got he's got some work done too. It's like yeah. it's pretty sad. You don't oh, yeah a little bit, but um, I mean if we're gonna kick right into this movie. It, it starts out with a bunch of, and this is all too relevant, people coming over on a boat, and they're ch- clearly trying to get into America. Trying to escape communist Cuba. Exactly. They're trying to claim amnesty. They've probably got somebody out to get them, and the, you know they're in fear of all their lives. And so this boat rolls up. It's a, it's an American boat. They're flying the American flag, Yay, right? Yay, American. Exactly. They're, they're like the child yells out, hey, But no. then, as soon as you see Richard Lynch show up you know something bad's gonna happen is that the bad guy yes okay richard lynch classic 70s 80s bad guy i guess the best way to describe richard lynch would be like if you if you got a wax statue of rucker howard and you left it out in the sun for a couple hours and let it melt that's richard lynch that's richard lynch okay yeah and so you know something's up he is a little melty but they don't know well, i think he's a burn victim a burn victim. i'm not joking but no, anyway I, yeah it makes so sense. Uh, so they're like, yay, American, we love you. And you're thinking, oh, they're going to help these people. Fuck no, they're not. 
You just blow the fuck away all these people. Just start mowing them down. One guy, like, he, like it was <laughs> like, Ross was like, stop. And the guy just keeps shooting. Like, he cannot stop. Yeah. He just loves shooting people. He just loves murdering poor people on a boat. Yeah, and so then you're like, what? What's going on? And, and then we find out why they want this boat. Because there's cocaine in the in the hold or whatever you call it. Yeah. We don't know how this builds into anything. And this movie is going to do a lot of different cuts. So they're going to do villain action, hero action, and just kind of keep cutting between that. So they're like two-minute segments. So we see the cocaine, the acknowledgement of cocaine. Thumbs up. We got it. And then it cuts to Chuck, his sweet mullet on a fan boat, just scouring those Everglades. Just <laughs> he's like he's like Swamp Thing. He's just protecting them, just <laughs> mowing around yeah, and just making thing. sure no shit happens in the Everglades. Like he is, he is the border wall. Like he's doing the whole job. He's probably not even getting paid for it. He just wants to do it for the love of his country. He is. He's out. Yeah, he's just he is doing it for the love. Yeah, of exactly. He's See, because he works with his buddy John Eagle, the Native American. Yeah, Johnny Eagles. Where I, apparently this guy's like a Renaissance man because not only does he do tours with the so these fan boats, you call yeah, them? fan boats. He also has a restaurant where he yep. sells frog legs. Oh, he barbecues them, he steams them, he fries them, anything you want. Johnny and, Eagle can do it, and they're alligator wranglers. Yeah, <laughs> I still haven't figured out what they're doing with the alligators. Maybe they're cooking them. Can, I've actually had I when I was in Florida, I had alligators. So that was probably what they were doing. Right. I don't know. Maybe what, I don't know. Maybe they're helping endangered species. I don't want to. You know. No, it was, defi- it was definitely to sell for meat. Okay. Well. They sell it to that weird nerdy dude to eat. He's so, like, well, I don't know, and they're. He's like, I don't remember that scene at all, and yeah, I watched it last night. It's fine. So yeah, so we establish he's off the grid. He's he's. He's sick of all the fucking CIA bullshit, the red tape. He's done enough of it. So he's just chilling with his buddy, John Eagle, on the, in the Everglades. Yeah. And, um, well, we don't get that long of a scene with that because it's going to shoot right back over to the villains. This is a great Again, scene. they're just slicing in two-minute segments. I can't. Tell you how great this scene is. It's setting up what a badass Ro- Rostov is the villain's name. Rostov, Mikhail yeah. Rostov. He's like he's got the drugs, so he meets up with the sleazy drug dealer played by the great Billy Drago, who always plays sleazy drug dealers. Last time we saw him was in episode one, where he was Chuck Norris's psychiatrist, playing out of character. No way. Yes. Oh, in, shit. in this movie, he's playing right up to his usual sleazy way as a drug dealer. With his like tough looking uh, girlfriend or whatever prostitute, I don't know what it is. She's of course flicking around a, a butterfly knife because that's what you do in the eighties, letting everybody know she's tough. So what basically what uh, Rostov's doing is he's selling uh, drugs to this drug dealer in exchange for weapons. So there's this great scene. I mean, and this is how evil Rostov is. All he's got to do. Is sell the drugs, get the weapons, and leave. But that's not enough for Rasta. No, it never is enough. This, I, the, this scene is so fucked up. the The chick starts snorting rails of coke, and the, even before that, I love that the drug dealer. 
has a guy come in and dial his rotary phone for him. I, I, didn't, and then I don't hand, remember that. Either. Yeah, no, I love this. Was part. that the black guy who came in later? No, it wasn't a black guy. Okay. It, it, it was a white dude. He comes in, he starts dialing the rotary phone, and then he hands it to uh, the drug dealer. Oh, he's a, I love that he has a guy to dial the phone. You know phone. what? That's probably what pissed off Rostov because he's a communist. So he's like, you know, the proletariat yeah, making people yeah. do that. No, it's, so, I, you're right. So how does he pay them back? He slams the back of the girl's head right onto this metal straw she's snorting oh, coke she, with. Yeah, she, uh, Holy fuck. And then he just shoots the drug dealer in the dick. Yeah, just grabs him by his belt buckle and sticks his gun down his pants and just starts firing like nine shots right into what was his genitals. And after then that. enough, then he's like, "Fuck it!" He throws the woman out a window. She goes flying. It's not bad enough that she's got a fucking like aluminum coke straw into her brain. <laughs> he throws her out of a window. And then so, and he doesn't. And he's like. I think we were onto something because he doesn't even take the coke back. He just walks out. And that's why I mentioned the black guy because the black guy who's like working like the counter and he comes in and he takes the yeah. coke. Yeah, eventually somebody else comes in. But um, I again, high action scene. You're like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Cut back to Chuck. And you just got this little government man rowing his boat across the little Everglades and he's trying to meet Chuck and it's quiet. But you see Chuck's got a super soft side to him because a lot of the shots of chuck's abandoned little shack on the, well, on it's the not Everglades. Abandoned. he's living there but... well it's not abandoned it looks like it could be abandoned well yeah it's a shack but uh he's got a little armadillo friend yeah that's cool puts a puts a little saucer full of milk out for it so it's got nutrients keep itself alive he's adorable he is and um and then so the uh cia guy's like I, I guess apparently we're establishing Chuck worked for the CIA yeah. previously. And this is a classic uh, action movie trope. The guy's like, Chuck, voice is Matt, because Matt Hunter is his yeah. name in the movie. He's like, Matt, we, we need, need you. you. You're, the, you're the only guy who can do this. And of course, Matt's like, I'm out. I'm done with this. I can't. I know you need me. I can't. I can't and then it. the CIA guy comes back with, it's Rostov. Yeah. And you just see, like, Chuck's, like, looking away from the guy, and you just see he wants murder, murderous rage, but it's subdued. Chuck's really acting in this one. And he's like, you should have let me kill him last time. Yup. And then fade away again. Two more minutes of a scene of our hero. Back to the villain. Well, no, this is... is, It's... Yeah. This is an ingenious scene. It is. Because it's setting it up. So now we're back to Rostov. And he's like outside this this like building that's got a lot of armed guards. You see they're like dignitaries like yeah. in the window. And he's holding a bazooka. And you're like, holy shit, he's yeah. gonna is he's gonna kill the president? What the fuck to, is he doing? He's about to storm the front gates of some big gala event. Or is he? Or is he? Because just as he's about to shoot his bazooka off, gun goes right to the head. And who is it? Hunter. And what does Hunter say? It's time to die. <laughs> yes, this is the first time he says it's time to die. <laughs> and so we're like, holy shit, the movie going to end right now? Yeah. No, because what it is is it's a nightmare that Rostov is having. He it, wakes up in a cold sweat. Yep. And, of course, somebody storms in the room. Nico is his, his entry. Nico? Okay, yeah. Nico. Is it that nightmare again? <laughs> like, yes, of course it is. It's always a nightmare. We got to get Hunter. 
But he's like, Hunter, he's unimportant. He's out. We, we need to start this invasion. I will not start this invasion until Hunter is dead. So we're going to go ahead and just cut back to the Everglades. <laughs> Chuck's there. He is uh, He's trying to do some like manly woodwork with a chainsaw. I, I've used a chainsaw, and I suggest you don't use a chainsaw the way do Chuck Norris is using. Look at this movie as uh, <laughs> an idea for how to cut wood because Chuck's just got it set up on a flimsy little like tri legged. He's, he's, he's got like some homemade like uh, sawhorses. Yeah, and so he's he's got a little chainsaw and he puts his leg, his foot right up. On yeah, the, he just <laughs> pops his foot on. I there, mean, the whole point of the sawhorse is to hold it the yeah, in place. He's trying to stay like further stabilize it with his foot. Fucking dangerous as shit. And, of course, because it's dangerous as shit, who's going to be rolling up on four different fan boats? Rostov's Rostov man. and his crew. No, not Rostov. It was just his men. I don't think Rostov was there. He was there. He was there? He was there. He had, oh. a, gray, he had a grenade launcher. No bazooka this Everybody time. Everybody had a bazooka, though. There was a, no, there was a bazooka. There was one, and they were passing it around. It was like a joy. <laughs> they just kept passing it back and forth. Like, seriously, so... it passed four people. Fortunately, John Eagle shows up in his fan boat to warn Chuck. He's like, hey, yeah. look, there's some guys with some guns. He, yeah, he sees to his right, and it just goes, no! <laughs> and then he's ruthlessly murdered by Rostov. He's blown away. Yep, he gets shot. And so Matt runs back in the house. Matt was already in the house, and then he jumps the fuck out of the house. Well, no, he, yeah, he's, he was on the porch, and he runs back in the house, and they start blowing the fuck away yeah. with the bazookas. But fortunately, all of it. I don't know. So (laughs) I say bazooka, tomato, tomato, bazooka, grenade. So he leaps out the window, or should I say Chuck's brother leaps out the window. And uh, so Rostov's got this evil grin on his face. He's like, and this is what I found was strange is, (laughs) I don't know how this happened, but. The house gets blown up, but the roof and studs holding it up stayed. Like, the yeah. house didn't collapse. Yeah. It's just, so it is, I don't know how that would happen. But good news, guys. I was worried as much as you were. The armadillo, the armadillo lived. He survived. fine. I was really worried about yeah, that. You know, yeah, you know, speaking of armadillos, this got me thinking about, and this is for you, Hair Metal Sean, a, uh, a video by, uh, yeah, we're back to Hair Metal Hate. <laughs> a video by a little band called Wasp. I don't know if you've heard of them. They were part of the. They were on the Filthy Fifteen by Tipper Gore and the PMRC for their classic song "Animal Fuck Like a Beast." I don't know why they were on that. You know what I'm talking about? Wasp. We are sexual perverts. The front man. That's what that stands for. Yes. Damn. The front man, Blackie Lawless, the most poorest of poor. Alice, Alice Cooper copycats. <laughs> Chris Holmes on guitar. The guy who's best known for getting shit-faced drunk in front of his mom in the movie Decline of the Western Civilization, Part 2, Never The Metal Years. Well, you just need to watch that because he's in a pool chugging bottles of vodka. His mom is right on the side of the pool. Okay. Even I wouldn't do that. And You know my relationship with my mom. I won't even Facebook friend her. <laughs> but even I wouldn't do that to my mom on camera. Okay. So let's get back into the little uh, video called, and it's about the joys of getting shit-faced drunk that you're, you're almost blind in the Lone Star State of Texas. This is Wasp, blind in Texas. All right. All right, we start out. We're in the Old West. There's a, there's a rattlesnake. You got a little snack boy. 
Blackie Lawless, shit faced drunk, collapsed on the out in the out in the desert. Is that the guy? That's Blackie Lawless. He gets okay. up. Uh oh. Rattlesnake's pissed yeah, off. Snakey boy's Uh-oh. pissed. Oh, he's, oh, he's pissed like, at him. He's just like, oh fuck, I'm fucked up drunk. And then he collapses. And then the tour bus shows up. They went back in time. Yeah, I was gonna say this is back in time, right? Now they're in the old time west. So they cruise, they show up, come out. Blackie Lawless, can you, can you pause it for a second? That's just, the old Roxo the Clown, like from yes, the Apocalypse. Yes, outfit. Blackie Lawless is wearing the deepest of deep V's. It's it's not even a V; it's a U. Yeah, that's he's just, wearing like a unitard. It's a U that swoops right down to his uh, great trail. pointing that out. It's exactly like Roxo the Clown from Metalocalypse. Yeah. Hit it again. So now they're like checking out the bar. They're like, "Hey, we went back in time. Who gives a shit? Let's just get drunk." Well, yeah. Plenty of and I want to point out, Blecky Lawless has the... He's not fat, but he has like absolutely no tone to his body at all. Oh, shit. You weren't kidding. That's very Alice Cooper-like. He's got the eyeliner yeah. and everything. So he's like, hey, we're here for the gig. What's a gig? And then he gets the little red eye. Oh, it's got to get that red eye whiskey. So he's going to drink it, but uh-oh, he pours it on the counter and it burns. Okay. Not only did he pour out the red eye whiskey. That's great whiskey. You don't do that. That's besmirching this fine gentleman here. What's with the saw blade? Oh, yeah, that was his thing. He also I don't know if he's wearing it in this video, but he also wore a cod piece that had a saw blade on it, too. No way. And it would shoot sparks. And one time, it exploded and almost burned his junk off. Well, yeah, that's what you're asking for when you wear a saw. So now they're uh, rocking on stage. Saw and these people are kind of like, well, this is strange, but I kind of dig it. So they're rocking out. Okay. And they're like, we have never heard of Alice Cooper, so this is yeah, obviously original. Right. This is 100 years before Alice Cooper, so they're cool yeah. with it. They're of cool. course, one woman. Oh, they're yawning. They don't give a shit. That's <laughs> <laughs> the Texas flag in the background. Well, they're blind in Texas. So then Kurt Angle shows up. I don't know why. No then one we're cares. back. We're going back. Here's where the armadillo shows up. So Blackie's, Blackie's absolutely hallucinating. None of this shit's really happening. He's so fucked up. But it's not an armadillo friend. So there's a, there's, oh, they have an armadillo shit. race. Because they, they did that in the old West, Griff. Okay. So Blackie's got a guitar case, and he has his armadillo with a saw blade on the oh, back. A saw blade on the back of the armadillo. So this is my this is what... And then Kurt Angle's shooting up the place. And then what happens is... His armadillo loses. Yeah, second place. Yet he acts like he wins. And he I gets don't know what, money. Yeah, it's like you lost, motherfucker. So oh, then no, this, he gets then, a note. Yeah, and she says, meet me outside or something. So we lost. He just won the contest. I also, I, can we stop for a second? I also want to point out, not only is he wearing Dr. Roxo uh, unitard, he's wearing like some like knee-high moccasins, too. Which yeah, he is. That ain't, that ain't They're working. pretty neat. There's a lot no. of tassels, and I think yeah. that's going to come back. I've already seen it a couple times over the winter, but uh, I think it's uh, going to come back. I'm not feeling it, but continue. Well, it doesn't matter about you. Oh, yeah. Those are my... So, now they're sure. getting into it. Chick's rocking out. They're yeah. like, hey, you know. The- what happened? He lost the armadillo race, and yet everybody loves him now. Well, because he's doing those great moves. Clearly. And, I mean, they're not by, by no stretch of the imagination are those good moves. He's yeah. basically crossing his legs. And this then, is like a crisscross ripoff. I guess the chick that gave him the, the message, she's, she's taking off, getting ready to meet him at the place they're supposed to meet up at. Little guitar solo uh, The guitar now. has some teeth coming off. Yeah, that's it's, like a, cool. it's like a skull and skull crossbone. And, yeah, and teeth. And Chris, there's, that's Chris Holmes, the drunk guy. He's rocking yeah. out. I, don't, I forget who that guy is. I don't really care. That's great. Everyone's into it now. Yeah, and like, yeah, they won him over. I, now, if only Tipper Gord listened to this shit, she probably could have got one over. Dude, I, I don't. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. 
So what now the what girl, is it about armadillo races that equals like, hey, friendship? Oh, now some bandito showed oh. up, and he's like, because he's like, Blackie's like, I got to meet this girl. I got Kenny Rogers like, no, you don't. Oh no! And he's like, fuck yeah, I do. And he runs out. He's got the note. He's like, oh, she told me to meet her here. ZZ Top show up. <laughs> Why? There's even little subtitles in here. Where's Devil's Gulch? Oh, ZZ, and then they disappeared. What ZZ Top? They, they did the ZZ Top yeah, thing, and yeah. then they disappeared. And then everybody's like, hey, we love you, Wasp. Get the fuck in your bus and get out of here. Oh. So they take off. What the fuck? And then there's a little, there's a little sign like, don't drink and drive on the back. Because the whole song's about getting fucked up. So they cover their ass by putting that there in the end. They even... Is this before Bon Jovi in a steel horse I ride? About the same time. It's probably a year before, so... Okay. So Bon Jovi stole the steel horse I ride from these guys. I'm sure they did. So then now we're back... Blackie's fucked up again, but oh, thankfully, thankfully they yeah. stop for him. They pick him up before he dies out in the desert. And then right at the end, you see this this note. It says, "Hey, I waited for you." And he couldn't find Devil's Gulch. Poor oh, Blackie. Fuck. But anyway, hey, hey there, guys. What what was that beautiful music you were just playing there? Hydra Phil? Yeah, yeah, what's up? I, uh, I was you, just. What are you doing here? I was on my old uh, hot dog route and uh, I heard you guys. I guess you were recording, but I heard some beautiful music and I just wanted to stop in and see what, uh, see what you guys had going there. What was that? What, uh, that was a little wasp. I mean, we're just sitting here talking about Invasion USA. Invasion USA? I've never heard of her. Well, you should have. Yeah? Is it. You will after you, like, you listen to our, all our episodes, don't you? Uh, sometimes if I hear it. Thanks. Yeah, I know, right? Anyway, what are you here for? Well, uh, I, I mean, I, I was literally just going around the neighborhood, but, I mean, you guys are recording here, so, fuck. I mean, there's a holiday coming up, right? Yeah. I've been watching all of the uh, cooking channels because, you know, I like to watch them and make fun of them because I'm an expert chef myself, a hot dog kind of sewer, if you will. That's what I hear. Yeah. So... After watching that, they were all like trying to do this whole uh, thing where they were coming up with a bunch of different courses, and I figured I would go ahead and wing it. So, wait, you're trying to tell us you have. Because, I mean, tomorrow's going to be a big barbecue day. It's 4th of July, after all. Okay, that's what it is? I, I didn't understand why all these shows were I, focused on one day. Yeah, it's 4th of July. 4th Indep- of July. Independence Day. Like the movie. Exactly. It's to, it's to celebrate the, the uh, opening of that movie. Can I just go ahead and say, Will Smith, Jeff Goldblum, best tag team of all time. If they play basketball, they'd be better than the Pippin and the Jordan, the LeBron and the anybody else. And, uh, hell, I'll even say it, Isaiah and whoever you want to pair them to. I don't even have the energy to argue, so just go on. Okay. So all I'm trying to say here is uh, I've got me here a list Vantres, courses, appetizers, uh, drinks for your whole 4th of July. That's what you said it was? 4th of July? 4th of July. 4th of July party. Do you want, can I read them off? I'm interested to hear because I, I haven't figured out what I'm going to have for 4th of July. Maybe this, you'll spur some ideas. This is excellent. This is just what you need then. So lay it on me. Let's go ahead and start with some uh, some nice like common ground. What you're gonna have throughout throughout your day, evening, night, you know, into the fireworks. 
Some Wait, how do you if you, how do you know there's fireworks if you've never even heard of the Fourth of July? Independence Day, they have fireworks at the end of Independence Day. Oh, so okay. I just figured. I, I can't remember. I, I, I have years. to kind of piece it all together. It's hard to remember. Uh, so you know, just stick with me here. Let's go ahead and start with the nice water, but not just the normal water. We're gonna go with the crisp cucumber water, and you know, cucumbers often associated with the word cool, like you know, cool as a cucumber, and so we're gonna start. With some uh, crisp cuts to add to our nice ice water. But I'm going to go ahead and uh, help you take that to the next level. All right? Let me hear it. That's a little basic. We're going to take that to the end boss here. We're going to add some nice, fresh, grilled franks to that cucumber water. All right? Wow, I've I've never thought about that. I know. Hot dogs? really are uh, uh, the cucumbers of the tubed meat world. So they're interchangeable. Cucumbers are hot dogs. Hot dogs are cucumbers. I never looked at it that way, but it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. So just go ahead and slice up two hot dogs, perfectly grilled, of course, per one cucumber. First of all, that can never happen, but you go on. What's that? Perfectly Perfectly grilled. grilled, Yeah, Yeah, let's go ahead and skip over that loophole here. Uh, Okay? So... People, do your best to perfectly grill a hot dog. Whatever you do, it'll be okay. You won't be able to taste the difference, but when I bring my perfectly grilled hot dog cucumber water over, you'll know the difference. Anyways, two perfectly grilled hot dogs per cucumber into six gallons of water. Boom. There you go. Crisp, delicious, perfect grilled hot dog cucumber water. Sounds refreshing. I know. There's so much more, though. Got a lot of alcoholics out there. Griff, you're one of them. No, I don't want to talk about it. Shut up. How about... I agree, by the way. Yeah, thank you, Murray. (laughs) God, you need help, dude. Seriously. How about an alcoholic drink for the adults? We've got got adults here. You usually have adults around fireworks. Kids can't light off fireworks. That's correct, right? I did when I was a kid. What are you talking about? Oh, shit. But you have both your eyes. Are you sure kids can't drink? Uh, no, I'm not. Oh, okay. okay, well, well, kids, just... feel free to go ahead and enjoy these <laughs> next few drinks. Thanks to Merman here. Uh, he said that it's okay. So right off the bat, gin, just drink it. Franks and gins are friends for life. Just go ahead and drink that gin. Um, now, for those of you who are a little bit fancier, got a little Bloody Mary mix for you here, Okay. And uh, the trick of a good Bloody Mary is to keep it simple. And I'm talking so simple that your friends are going to be, like, just sucking these things down. And eventually you're going to be hosting AA meetings for them because they're going to develop, like, real sick addictions to these bloody bastards. You hear that, Griff? What's up? No, what he said. What? What? About the Bloody Marys? Go on, Hydrophil. Okay, thanks. I uh, I don't like being interrupted, but you guys, I'm I've got a little bit of patience for. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you all. It's more details that I uh, often like to give, but we're gonna start with the Bloody Mary mix. It's just a pound of cherry tomatoes, two teaspoons of hot sauce, two tablespoons of Worcestershire sauce, two teaspoons of uh, tablespoons, not teaspoons, tablespoons, two of them of fresh lemon squeeze, half a teaspoon of kosher salt, and vodka. Just, just go by taste. Until it tastes like alcohol, then you're good. Now, 
if you do really want to get fancy with it, you'll compound, uh, combine some of those tomatoes with your vodka ahead of time, five to seven, so like a week ahead of time. You get a nice tomato vodka going there, and then you mix it with the bloody... That's a that, that's danger right there because those are so good. But um, how do we end this? Because you right. can't just sip on these motherfuckers, right? Uh, okay, I don't know. You I don't need drink. Some... I'm like a grip. I don't drink. Yeah, so I don't yeah. Know. You need some kind of apparatus. Yeah, you really need an apparatus for those kind of drinks. Yeah. God damn, this guy needs some help. Um, I agree. You're gonna you're gonna go ahead and you're gonna make uh, a straw out of a perfectly grilled hot dog. What? Yeah. You just blew my mind. Yeah. I never thought you could use a hot dog for a straw. And I got to tell you, there's all these nice metal straws out there now. Yeah, I know. The, the woman who just got her face fucked up in the what? movie we were talking about. Yeah, exactly. She had a short one. You're going to need a little bit longer bun length because hot dogs are often bun length. Let me ask you, because this might be I don't, crazy, but Go ahead. Could, you, could you use one of those like twisty straws? You know what I'm talking about, the ones that... Like, you know, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. How about the ones that bend? Can you use that? No. You see, hot okay. dogs, they have different contours, and uh, they're a little different. You would have to you'd have to call it in a head. We're going to go ahead and fashion these straws out of, you know, normal hot dogs. The better hot dogs, the good hot dogs, the one we love and trust. I wouldn't trust a hot dog with a bend in it. I'm just going to go ahead and put that out there now. Okay. So let's go ahead and get us a nice bun-length steel straw to perforate a nice little hole into our hot dog. And now it's a straw. So as you drink your Bloody Mary, you got a hot dog to munch on. Perfectly grilled hot dog to munch on. I know you don't drink, but I know Griff's going crazy. We fucking threw him in the back so we could shut uh, up yeah, while I we do this alcohol Griff's segment. Griff's going through the DTs right now. Exactly. But he'll, be, he'll be ready for the second half of Invasion. Uh, yeah, don't worry yeah. about it. We don't need to bring him back out. I got this. But we still got a lot of, like, you got, I got a lot. Asparagus stuffed. Perfectly grilled dogs. That's right. We need to get some super nutrient-rich delights on this menu. Easily done with some asparagus and a perfectly well, grilled dog. Let me ask dog. you this. Yes. Ask. If you eat asparagus hot dogs, does the hot dogs counteract whatever makes your pee stink when you eat asparagus? Absolutely. In fact, it makes it smells better. This smell like a perfectly grilled hot dog. It smells <laughs> like like it, every smell you attribute. I prefer pee to, to have no smell, but uh, yeah, I mean, if it has to smell, I'm gonna go ahead and just put the any smell you uh, uh, kind of contribute to summer, like you know that smell of a fresh fire. You get that smoke going, and you, just, you, you all those pleasant smells of summer. Fires. <laughs> you you don't you don't like that like you you, you sit well, on like a fire that. and oh, okay. uh, you know uh, you got that camping okay. kind of yeah. mood going on yeah that's that's what it'll it'll remind you of that so you'll just be like oh shit it just smells kind of good here no it's a, it's lost on you it's lost <laughs> on you you don't get anything I I'm beginning to think that I shouldn't come here anymore. <laughs> Let's move on to the next <laughs> item. So we've done our asparagus. We're going to keep it into kind of the veg world here and go with some corn. This is interesting. It's like vegetarian meat. It's like 
you, you, this is the perfect vegetarian meal for a carnivore. Yeah. Look, I, um, I want to help people kind of bridge that gap between carnivorous and the other one that I can't think off the top of my head, herbivores. Herbivore, yeah. You yeah. want to be an omnivore. Yeah. I want people to realize that, sure, the other side's okay. You just got to— Are you saying because every group of friends usually has the one irritating vegetarian friend that won't eat anything? Are you saying these recipes will get a vegetarian to eat a grilled hot dog? Well, sometimes those fuckers can be real stubborn. Uh, I think they should eat some of these hot dogs— but you There's know the, what? They're, they're veggie dogs. That that thing. There, there certainly is. What do you feel about? How do you feel about that? You know what? They grill a little differently, but don't worry. I've already perfected them too. I can help. It's all you in out. the grill. It's, so like, it's all in the it's all in the fill, not the grill. <laughs> I see. What you, you see did what there. I did there? Yeah, did. Because some people don't figure out their grill. I can immediately look at a grill and figure it out and grill a hot dog to perfection on it. So I hear. So get to see, but so I hear. Hey, I'm not. I'm not about to show my work in front of you. I'm a. I'm a grower, not a shower. So let's go ahead and get into the next thing here. Unless you got something else no, to say, I'm no, all ears. You're all no, ears. Sorry, you're gonna like this one because you look like a fan of a lotus. <laughs> I don't know what that is. You don't know what that is. So let me go ahead. It's a Mexican street corn, usually found with some uh, nice grilled corn. In husk, then they peel back the husk to make a handle. Then you smear it up with some spices and some mayonnaise. You know what? Mayonnaise right up there with the devil's condiments. So we're going to go ahead and just fix that right now. Uh, I don't care for the mayo. Then again, uh, you know, I already said it's right up there with the devil's condiments. It's also uh, right up there with the demons of Tataris. That being the case, we're going to fill you up this cob with some Franks and sriracha into a delicious chutney. <laughs> so basically what that means is I'm going to go ahead and take a perfectly grilled dog, mix mm-hmm. in some chutney, maybe a little cumin, salt, pepper, dash of lime. We got ourselves a nice mayo-like consistency paste. Apply it right to that corn. Mm. You okay with that? Sounds delicious. So we're talking like a grilled frank per quarter cup of sriracha, but with some cilantro maybe, and uh, bam, you'll be the Bob of the Cob. It's a fun play of words there if you didn't get that. Man. Bob of the Cob. I didn't, but No? Okay. Continue. I imagine some Bobs will be making these cobs, so <sighs> I was just having some fun. But fuck it. Let's talk entrees, ribs. Let me guess. Is grilled hot dogs going to be involved? Fuck you. Let's get to it. <laughs> Ribs. We're going to start with some baby back babies. All right? You like baby back ribs? Sure. I love them. Of course you do. So no rib would be complete without a nice hot dog rub. That's right. There's a way to make a rub out of perfectly grilled hot dogs. Mainly. And, yeah, go ahead. Let your imagination run wild here. It's just I a, am. It's Hold just, on. Okay, I let my imagination run. Okay. Continue. It's just a perfectly grilled hot dog, and you grate <laughs> it. Okay? You mix it in with maybe a little brown sugar and a little cumin and maybe a little paprika, and then you just rub it on the ribs. But uh, there's actually going to be 
A Hydrofill patented rub hot dog mix coming to stores. I'm uh, I'm trying to work into that market a little bit more. I'm I'm, I'm open to uh, investors if well, they want to talk to me about that. I don't that. know about that, but we'll when you once you figure all that out, we'll be happy to sell it on our popular webs uh, podcast. Oh yeah, is that is that so? Yeah. Hey guys, uh, yeah, you got my number, so get a go go ahead and get no, a hold of me. No, we don't. You you told us you don't have a house. Yeah, you're right. I don't. I have the grill I sleep on, so you know where to find me. Not really. No. no okay. I'll I'm, stop by maybe sometime, and uh, then you can tell me about the ideas, right? Sure. Okay, that's great. So. Barbecue sauce, not needed with these ribs, but feel free to apply some of whatever the fuck you like to ruin it. Because once you apply the hot dog rub, you're complete. So, next, what are we going to need? We're going to need some sweet peppers, onions, pineapples. Well, where is this going? Well, I'll tell you. Kebabs. No summer grill is complete without kebabs. I don't know why I said different in those two different iterations, but deal with it. These babies uh, will go as follows. Dog. Sweet pepper. Dog. Pineapple. Dog. Onion. And repeat. These are great kebabs. Just grill them up to perfection. Again, doesn't matter if you can't hit the correct mark or not. You'll get, you'll, you'll, it's like hand grenades, except it's not. You'll be bad at it, but your 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 friends won't know from from right from wrong. Uh, so from there, uh, perfectly grilled hot dogs on a bun. I know you shouted this out earlier, but of course it's an essential. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna get some of those. Steam the bun, grill the bun, dip the bun in water. It won't make a difference. Once you perfectly grill these bad boys. It, it won't matter, especially when your your guests are all drunk off the Bloody Marys in the gin. It just it, it won't matter. Uh, you can blow off an appendage or two. It, it still won't matter. Congratulations, country. You're a, you're a year older. It won't matter. And then uh, dessert? Well, shit. There's simply no time. But wait, I got a I got in touch with uh, somebody at the Merman Industries a little while back. Really? Yeah. Griff, did did you talk to? Talk to Hydrophil about something. I have no idea what he's talking about. Well, shit. Uh, the other day I was talking to him, and I was upset because I still haven't received any gravy pops. And he was like, gravy pops? What are gravy pops? Gravy pops? It's are funny. The greatest. Uh, I don't Thirst quencher. I don't know what you want to call it. I've been, that's all I've been eating. It's been hot as shit out here for the past week. All I've, I've been living off gravy pops. What are you talking about? What are gravy pops? It's funny. That you mentioned gravy pops. Because they gave me a whole pitch about how these are pops designed from the gravy drippings of delicious, edible, mostly uh, amazing meats. Beef, chicken, pork, and mystery meats. Dude, and those are usually the combinations that make hot dogs that I grill into perfectly grilled hot dogs. So, when I heard about this, I said... Is there room in that uh, gravy popsicle world for maybe a hot dog-shaped hot dog gravy pop? And they said, yes, there is, sir. So I would uh, I would go ahead and get to your stores now because this is a limited time offer. But 
for sure as fuck's sake. Hot dog flavored gravy pop pops are out there. Hey, Griff, did I, I tell you? Speaking of gravy pops, Griff, did I tell you I tried the mystery meat one? What What did you think of it? Um, it was great. Yeah? Yeah, it's uh, possum. I don't know. I mean, I'm still trying to figure out what it is. I, I like that you know possum from... Uh... I'm just assuming. I don't oh, know. Oh, you assume. I've never had a possum, but I assume it had possum-like things. I still haven't gotten one, so I'm upset. Phil, I want to, I mean, I don't want to, like, yeah, bar- barge in on your thing, but I want to make a suggestion to What's add up? to you. Something I called whores. Hot dog s'mores. How about that, Griff? Holy I mean, fuck. Griff, Phil. Yeah, don't address Griff when you're talking to me. That's really upsetting. I like the sound of this. What? I mean, are you talking the traditional? Because like, I'm allergic to malo. Well, then you can't have these because that's part. That's of, a part it, of it. It's graham cracker. It's the same as a s'more, but better. Graham cracker, marshmallow, chocolate, grilled hot dog. Oh, you're so you're just adding that in there. Yeah. Okay. No, I think we can run with that. Of course, I can't eat it because of the mallow deficiency. But I usually replace the mallow with just a piece of chalk. That's mm, good to me. Well, okay. Maybe maybe that's for other people. Because, like, the kids nowadays, they have all kinds of allergies. Maybe they have a mallow allergy, and they can replace it with the chalk. I guess. I've never heard of a mallow allergy, but I guess it's possible. Kids are allergic to everything nowadays. So. It's true. So, you know, those are, uh, look, just make Five of those courses, and I assure you, your fourth will go through like some kind of hot cake through an IHOP. Oh, wait, they don't do pancakes anymore. They do burgers. So it'll go through like an egg through a Denny's, served to fried, overcooked perfection. You'll do okay. Just just trust me. I'm get, I got to get the fuck out of here. What are you guys going to do the rest of the podcast? Do you need me to? Do you need to lean on me? Do you need me to do more no. recipes? No, we don't need you anymore. Phil, okay. just leave. <laughs> just get <laughs> out of here. I just, Murray, we're God damn. Where did we leave off? We we left off. We got through a nightmare, right? We got to get to. Uh, no, 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 no. Very way past that. We got past Chuck's that. Chuck's house has been blown up. So now, it's. Time. So he agrees to meet with the CIA guy, like at a hot dog stand. Oh yeah, the hot dog stand. And he does the classic line. All right, I'm back in, but I work alone. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the guy comes back with, "Well, if you get caught, you're on your own. We can't be held responsible for anything you do." Come on, bitch. Chuck's already said that. He's cool with that. And, of course, we're going to go ahead and cut back to the villains who are now, and I believe this is right, uh, uh, shoring up. They're uh, invading the beach. Yeah, well, it starts out it's kind of reminiscent of Jaws. There's this couple. They're rocking out of the water. They got a little, like, mini TV playing. Yeah, it's nighttime. It's just a couple out there by themselves, and they're coming out of the water, and they're about they're about... They're about to fuck. 
But since this is a Chuck Norris movie, we're not going to have any sex in it. You right. Notice that Chuck doesn't have a lot of nudity. That's true. Movies. You're right. Alluding so, to sex, but no sex. Yeah. So then the perv Nico uh, Rostov's henchman, his right hand man, shows up. Goes, hey, I'm just going to kill you guys. So he kills them. Yeah, and his gun had way more scoping than it needed to. Yeah, this that is... was. I don't know what was going on in the '80s. I think Snake Plissken started it. It was yeah. like every handgun had a scope on it for some reason. It had. I was shocked there wasn't a laser scope because after Terminator, every gun had a laser. scope. That's right. At least it didn't have that. So the poor kids who are about to fuck on the beach just get murdered. And then these swarms of... Uh, well, Nico has a little funny moment. He sees a little... He's watching a little comedy on the TV they had there. Oh, yeah, he that's chuckles right. a little. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and then something... I, I got to believe Spielberg stole this because this is straight out of Saving Private Ryan. These like boats, like the boats of Private Ryan, just show up. And they open up. And all these uh, fucking commies come out. There's right. the Cubans. There's Chinese. There's North Koreans. There's Russians. They're all united. Ready to take on America. And then, of course, Nico says to, because uh, Rostov is there, and Nico says to him. Um, ne- I, I don't think Nico says, Rostov says it. Yeah, I said Rostov. Nico said, like. Rostov says to, to Nico, in 18 hours, America will be a different place. <laughs> and goddamn was he right. I just love that. They're like, our plan is so goddamn good. Well, yeah, that's the whole point of this uh, movie. It's like he's kind of the Bin Laden of the group. Like he's the head of the snake, and if and Matt knows if you chop off the head of the snake, the snake dies. Yeah. So that's the plan. Is he wants? Why well, he wants to get Rostov so bad? He's like, I, yeah. I don't care about these these underlings. I don't get me fucking Rostov. And we, you know what? We we were talking about this earlier. Most movies, including Hero and the Terror. The t- the hero is the one who's yeah. like haunted by like the past and all that shit. In this one, Matt is so far into Rostov's head. Yeah, Rostov cannot fucking function. Chuck Chuck is the one who completely secluded himself from like any norms of life and society. He went out to the weird shack in the Everglades, while apparently Rostov went to a normal life. So he is haunted as fuck. That's why we got the nightmare scene we described earlier. That's why Rostov is hellbent. I'm like, we cannot do anything until Hunter is gone. And once again, Nico's like, we don't. Who fucking cares about Manhunter? He's just one guy. He's not one guy. <laughs> so we're gonna get the cops, of course, checking the beach. This is where we get like a minor character who looks like she's gonna play a bigger part in the in the. For- yeah, uh, this is Randy McGuire. Yeah, she's like a photographer. She's slash- basically like a poor man's Lois Lane. Yeah. She's like sassy, you know. She's uh, like a photojournalist. They don't give her like any time. She has about as much time as there is lines in this movie. So she kind of pops up. Hey, the press has a right to take a picture of this, and Chuck, you know, she notices Chuck's like, "Hey, cowboy, come here, give me an interview." But Chuck blows her off, and he's just like, "Rostov, I gotta get him." Can we also point out? I don't think Chuck is never out of denim in this entire movie. He's wearing oh, constant no. denim, jeans, and uh, cut off. No, I think it was just like rolled up, yeah, but it was just rolled up sleeves. It was just uh, deep, like he wouldn't button any of the buttons on the front, so it was like deep V. Um, 
So after we get that beach scene, we get probably one of, if not the greatest Golden Globe Globus scene. Wow. The highlight ever, of the movie for me. Ever filmed and worth watching, if not for the history, just for the spectacular. Yeah, because, I mean, even though we're touting this as a great American movie for Independence Day, this is at heart a Christmas movie. <laughs> Apparently. So, well, it, yeah, because what happens is Rostov just rolls up in a neighborhood and you don't even care where it is. And so we have this scene. There's, I pointed out to Griff, he says it's totally normal for kids to be playing, like, throwing the football around at, like, midnight. I used to play ball all night and long, dude. And there's, like, this... A teenage couple, like, getting ready to fuck inside of a car, like, right in front yep. of everybody. And there's these families, I guess, and this must be a Florida thing. You don't decorate the tree in your house. You decorate the tree in your front yard. Yeah. So they're hanging up all these ornaments. It's just beautiful. It's just all America. So it's made it about little girls. She's like, wait, I got to get back up with the star on the top. Rostev's just maniacally looking. Like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> him, and, him and, like, Nico pull up, and they're just, like, Ugh, they make it so easy. It's like, what? What do they make so easy? You're, they're living their life, and you're pulling up. Try. What are you trying well, to do? Because they're not prepared. Okay? No. All I Why got, would you be? All I have to say is, if that little girl was armed, I don't think this scene would have happened. That's what I'm going to say. Right. Okay? So what does happen is Nico whips out the old bazooka, and then Russ is like, "No, give it to me. I'm going to do it." Yup. And then. Rostov commences to just blow this fucking whole neighborhood up. And I want to point out, this is a, it's a real neighborhood got blown real up in this movie. There's no CGI bullshit in here. Houses are getting exploded. Yes. And I'm loving it. It, it like it was a it was a neighborhood that was under demolition for whatever reason, and Golden Globus being the people they were figured it out and were like, "Hey, can we blow it up?" And they were like, "Fuck yeah." So, all these cool scenes of just, like, shots of houses being exploded. Those were legit houses people lived in that they got to blow up. That was great. And just to let you know, the little girl somehow lit. I don't know how the fuck she survived. She goes in the house, and the house is blown up. Well, her and the armadillo are kind of like E.T., so they're, like, akin, you know? So, armadillo survives. E.T. survives. You know. So, they they survive. Don't worry about it. So, then Ross is like, let's get the fuck out of here. We're we're seeing the reign of terror on America at this point. And it's not going to... Well, at least Florida. I don't know why the rest of America falls apart. Well, yeah. No, it's just Florida. It's just Florida. Uh, The rest of America's got their shit together. Florida, however, is a mess. So... More things change, the more they stay the same. After... (laughs) After we get the neighborhood blowing up, we get over to, you know, just a nice party. Yeah. And some kids having a good nice time. Cholos. Our buddy Mike's probably there. And, uh, you know, the cops pull up, and the kid very respectfully says, oh, what is it now? You no, know, he doesn't say respectfully at all. He's like, what are you doing? Are you mess with us again? He's not respectful. Come on. That was, that was like a sass, but it was still like... I no, get, they're, just, they're annoyed. They're rightfully annoyed because they probably get harassed by the cops yeah, all the time. Yeah, but he wasn't... Fl- okay. And they weren't doing anything wrong. They were just having no, a party. No. <laughs> McGuire's there for some fucking reason, taking pictures. Right. Yeah, why was she She there? just had this neck. She's a perfect reporter. She has a knack for being in the right place at the right time. That was the weirdest part of that whole scene. But these kids are just... 
innocently having a good time, listening to music. Maybe the cops come by to say, like, hey, can you turn it down? Your neighbors are a little... Well, that's what they're thinking is going to happen. Yeah. But, oh, no. So there's, like, an, there's like an Asian cop, and then there's a cop that reminded me of Fandango, the wrestler, where he's in his fashion police outfit. He looked kind of like him. Yeah. And they're wearing the mirrored shades, and they're, like, they're not talking. They're being real creepy. And they just start shooting the fuck out of these people. Do they have Uzis? No, I think at that point they had uh, they used shotguns for that. Wow. Yeah, they they were really mowing people down. And of course, the one guy is trigger happy, so his buddy's got to be like, "Hey, hey, we gotta leave some we gotta leave some uh, bystanders here. We gotta uh, leave some people to tell the tale." So another brilliant ploy by Rostov. He makes you not trust the people you need to trust the most. The police is yep. right after it. The real police roll up. Yep. And instead and of the, being glad, of course they're like the, the community. They're throwing rocks and shit at the cops. Yes, and they there's like a scene right after where it's like the community is now rioting against the Miami police because that's what they are posed as. So we got this buildup of tension now. And we're just going to go ahead and cut to Chuck. What's Chuck doing? He's trading in his goddamn airboat. Fan boat. <laughs> uh, and what what is he going to get? The most American fucking thing of all. Goddamn pickup truck. Yeah, John Eagle's pickup truck. Oh, that was John Eagle's yeah, truck? Was, yeah. Oh, I didn't get, gather that. Yeah. So he's going to pick up his truck. He's going to cruise. He's going to be going through these shady bars because he's got a contact he wants to find. But, of course, like, as he's cruising through, like, the shady town, you got all those people, like, eyeing him down and he's just very chill it's like the most cliche like you know the black pimp and uh, it's a super oh like, it, it it's bad it really and, is and then there's like and then there's bikers and, and all this shit and whipping chains across his windshield <laughs> of course, why, and why didn't he do anything no he doesn't budge at all doesn't flinch doesn't be like blink an eye he's just like i wish there was an inner monologue for that scene that's too much writing for these guys, clearly. But hey, you know what? It'd be he'd just be him saying, "It's time to die," and it's sad. It's time to die. So it's he shows up. Probably the saddest strip club I've ever seen, and I've been to a lot of them, guys. <laughs> and like, it's and his and he finds his buddy. His the guy's saved in South America, so he owes him. Yeah, he owes him. So his buddy, I don't even think he gives him any useful information. He's just like, what does he say? Like Rossef's in town or something? Yeah. And the guy was just like, "Oh no!" He, I get this. Is what he says? He says, "One of Rostev's like underlings is at the King Cobra Club." Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because he then, does get something from him. And then he says, "What with this great line? What do you say, Griff?" Shit. Uh, well, I'll be. It? I'll play. You're gonna play Chuck Norris. I'll play the role of his like greaseball friend. Oh. Uh, so you're walking. I give you information. You just don't even fucking thank me. Just walk out. Yeah. Like, oh, see you in hell. I'll send you a postcard, man. Man. Chuck, we we dogged him so hard in Hero on the Terror, but in this movie, his absence of talking with the one-liners... His absence of emotion. His absence of everything, <laughs> aside from murderous rage and one-liners, actually works really well. It does. I'm and surprised. there's a big interrogation scene that... I wasn't sure it had as much impact on my life as it did, but we'll get there in a second because now uh, he's going to go ahead and find his first perp. I rolls up to the King Cobra Club. Yep. And uh, so Rostov's underlying. He's got. He's like, hey, I got some time. I'm going to go fuck a prostitute. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to get himself prostitutes. So he goes to the second saddest strip club in Miami. Exactly. <laughs> and he goes up. He picks, and he picks, like, somebody's grandma. Like, I mean, like. 
I don't know what was going on. It was rough for for somebody who's affiliated with some kind of like organization that's basically planning to take over America to pick the lady he picked, <laughs> who, who was like thirty years his senior. I was like, that's an interesting choice. It's very, very, it's very inclusive. I very exactly non-judgmental. So exactly takes her up to the room. He's got a bandage on her hand so, on his hand. Yeah, she touches I, the bandage. Why did they ever mention no, why he had the bandage? No, not at all. Well, then there's a the great scene when Chuck rolls in. Then this biker dude's like. Hey, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, I'm just looking around. Yeah. No, you either, you know, you, you either do something and get the fuck out. So then Chuck grabs, the guy's holding the beer bottle, so Chuck grabs his hand and just crushes oh, his hand with the beer bottle. That was before he meets the contacts. Was it? Was yeah. it that bar? I don't know. Yeah. It was at one of the bars. This 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 strip club, It's uh, he's completely ninjutsu. Oh, he's yeah. not seen or heard. But you're right. He does do that, and that is worth mentioning because that was brutal as shit. Right. Hey, what are you doing here? Uh, and he's just like, can you say that one more time? I didn't quite <laughs> get it. And then he starts to say it again. He crushes his hand. He's like, oh, no, no, no. I got it. <laughs> the guy does nothing. He's and, the, of course, he's just that. like. Bleh, 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 bleh. So, and the, but in this scene, it was like the stripper and the and. Uh, the strip club Prostitute dude. and the underling. And the underling. underling. Yeah, he's got the bandage hand. She touches it. He's like, Ugh! Oh, yeah, I know you're Don't going. touch my hand. <laughs> and, of course, he sits down, and she's back on the bed. So there's good... They're, they had to create separation. So the hand served as that. And so he sits down for a second, and he's just like, just take off your clothes. And he starts, like, unbuttoning his shirt, but he put his hand out on the table, the bandage hand. Right. And you just... Knife through the hand. And who is it? It's Chuck, of course. Of course, it's Chuck. And then, it, and then, these guys, just like one big muscle dude and this other like out of shape guy, come in. Think they're gonna fuck up Chuck. Chuck kicks the muscle guy in the chest, and the guy collapses. He's just like, get out of here. <laughs> and so the guy just like yeah, he scatters. Goes, You're really starting to irritate me. Yeah. The guy just scatters, and so he gets a minute alone with the underling, and he and he starts like interrogating him, and the guy's not talking. So he's like, "And th- this is a line that's lived with me for my whole life. I'm gonna hit you with so many lefts, you're gonna be begging for a right. You you fucked it up a little. It's, I hit you with so many rights, you're gonna be begging for a left. But... <laughs> <laughs> So, you, oh, you kind of got it right. Oh, God damn it. I'm going to hit you with so many rights. You're going to be begging for a left. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, of course, um, a, another guy's going to storm into the room, another big guy. And Chuck's just going to – he's going to pull the pin on a grenade and hand it to to the I underling. didn't get that at all. I don't know what, what was the point of that. Just to put out the point that I'm fucking insane. Don't <laughs> fuck with me. I'm Chuck Norris. I'll apparently hit you with so many rights you're going to be begging for a left. Yeah, cuz I mean the guy could have just thrown the grenade. I don't know what uh, what the point was. Like if he tied his hand to a grenade or something. Yeah. I go, "Okay. I don't know." He ended up throwing it out the window. Yeah, he throws it out the window yeah. and it hits the muscle guy's car that they were washing earlier. Yeah. And they're like, oh, my so, car. A little comic relief. Little, little I don't even attention. remember what information he gets out of that. I don't either. I don't think he got any information. Oh, no, but before he does give that grenade, he does tell the underling, tell Rostov. <laughs> if you survive, time it's time to, to die. die. Call back. So we're going to go ahead and just 
cut right back to the our villains and figure out what they're up to. And they're plotting out a whole new scheme. And they've got like a third underling in the mix now. And it's just this. Well, yeah, there, there's a scene where Rostov, Nico, and this this another underling are like talking about a plan for what they're going to do. Yep. And I just had to point this out. It's not really important, but they're ordering drinks. And one guy gets, I don't know, like a margarita. Of course, Rostov, Russian fuck that he is, has to get vodka. Mm-hmm. So he gets a nice vodka. And then he hands him this package. And then we cut to the scene at the mall. Christmas time. Everybody's happy. Little shithead little kid throws. What am I, am I ahead of myself? Yeah, no, you're fine. I mean, okay. they, they hand the one guy, like, uh, a, a clearly, like, gift bag, and then it cuts to the mall. Right. So you know the villains are doing something at the mall. That's all. So there's this shithead little kid. Who, there's a lot of gum throwing in this. this uh, there is. Yes, there's two, at least two scenes. You get the cop, like, staring down the kid. So the kid, because he's a little shithead, yeah. so throw, reminds me of the kid who beat me at the, in the Chuck Norris uh, the Halloween contest. contest. Fucking, yeah. I hope you die, you little shit. So, <laughs> I he throw, I'm, so he throws the thing at the hood of this Nissan truck that's... It looks like shit, actually. It was a shitty truck. It was really but, shitty. And the cop's like, hey, you young man, and then goes chasing the kid. And then we see that guy we saw earlier with a package. He's got this bag with these presents in it. Yep. They're not presents. It's a bomb. And, of course, some good citizen's like, hey, hey, you left your bag here. And, of course, this is why at the TSA, you know, at the airports, they say never leave. If you see somebody leave their bag unaccompanied, like, I heard the TSA use it. this movie. To like learn what not See, to do. The TSA found out about this movie and they learned from it. This is why I'm worried that this movie TSA, can get into the wrong hands. Watch this movie, ISIS. Don't watch. TSA this already watched this movie. Is my point. <laughs> yeah. They learned and they've taken valuable lessons. We need the terrorists not to watch it because next thing you know, they've already taken over the police and who knows what else they could take over. I'm I happen scared. to know that terrorists hate this podcast so we have nothing to worry about that's ourselves. good that's so good. we and uh, my, my favorite part is there's a it got to the point a cop is chasing this guy but it's still the guy's still like sir sir your package like all yeah. right there's something up all right chasing him down and then so he's about to escape or is he because then right at this moment chuck just who gives a fuck that this is, we're in a mall full of people chuck drives his pickup truck right through the mall yep and just starts killing everyone left and right. And this is where he un- he unveils the greatest invention of all time. He's got these little straps set up so he can hold his Uzis. Yep. They're not like a holster. It's like a thing around his shoulders, and it holds them so he can, like, drop them, but not drop them on the ground and kick some ass and then pick them back up. Yeah, so he, he, they're at, like, waist level, and he can kind of, like, they, they, they're just on almost buttons so they can point down or he can rotate them or do whatever he seems to want. But, yeah, it's perfect for if you need yeah. to roundhouse somebody, you need to straight kick them. It's perfect for doing your normal karate or if you need to shoot the shit out of somebody, which he does a lot of in this movie. Well, he just goes on a murder spree with these Uzis. He just kills wait, only the bad guys. Only bad guys. He does not hit a single innocent person. And yeah. he's driving a truck around like a madman, <laughs> and he still does not hit Somehow, anybody. Not deserve it. He hits the kid, but the kid deserved it <laughs> yes, for the gum, the kid right? It, right? Yeah. So you get to see a nice. <laughs> the truck like spins its wheel on the kid's like expired corpse. Yeah, yeah his head like explodes like a watermelon. It's it's rough, but you but, know what? He deserved it. 
Yeah. So while he's dealing with these random henchmen, the guy who the original guy who had the package jumps in the Nissan and takes the fuck off. Right. And he hits everybody because he doesn't care. He doesn't care. So of course now we're going to be taking this. It's a high speed chase out to the roads. Well, he, he drives out. And then he immediately hits somebody's car. So this woman's like, hey, you, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. So it, thankfully, McGuire just happened to be in the area. So she pulls up in her, 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 her uh, convertible. Yeah. Right at the right nick of time. So the bad guys grab the woman who's bitching about her car and yep. just take off. And she's just hanging out the side of the car. She's like, there's like a side rail. She's standing on that and they're holding her. I still don't know why they're doing this. And Chuck conveniently sees. McGuire jumps in her car, says, let's go. And she's like, hey, stop. But then gotta she, get, it got to give some kind of purpose to McGuire, yeah, so I mean, why yeah, not? Yeah. So there's a high-speed, low-speed chase. Right. Where uh, nothing really much happens. No, it, it really is pretty pointless. They're well, just, I mean, there's a scene where, like, see, this is where McGuire could have made more sense. They took, I don't know why the they took the woman hostage. You should have took McGuire hostage because what they do is, they drive up. They're going back, but they're trying to grab the woman because the guy's holding her on, on, on the side of the car. Yeah. And they finally grab her and get her in the convertible. Yes. And then Chuck comes. At this, and I, I, don't, I forget. Did Chuck throw a grenade in or is the guy got a grenade and he drops it? Because there's a grenade in the Nissan truck. Oh, I don't um, remember. I think he drops it. I think it. the bad guy here. I think you're right. The bad guy drops it in the floorboards. Yeah, I think I think uh, Chuck's awesomeness with the Uzis and the and the – a deep V like button up, just get to him and he just drops the grenade. He just can't do it. So boom, guy explodes. We're all happy. A, a baseball team almost got shot up in the high speed chase. Was it football? It's baseball. It was baseball. Yeah. Oh wow. And so what next? I mean, of course, after all that action, we can't figure out what they do next because we got to cut back over to the fucking villains. And right. Rostov is pissed. I don't remember what he's pissed about, but someone's basically he's tell- pissed off because he knows Matt Hunter is the cru- if, if you get rid of him, yeah. we take over America. Essentially, this is his plan. America is powerless. Who cares about the army? Who cares about the Marines? Matt Hunter and is protecting America. This is what kind of makes me afraid. If our White House gets this movie, is they're gonna go? Wait, Chuck Norris is still alive. Let's just go ahead and put him in Florida. It's funny. There we go. It's funny you say that. I never felt more secure with that. Really? Chuck Norris, yeah. You feel good about Chuck Norris securing our borders? I just watched a movie where he kicks all kinds of terrorist ass. Are you saying it's not real? He couldn't do that in real life? I'm going to alert you to some bad news. They don't make that model of gun anymore. and uh, They don't make Uzis anymore? There's no more Nissan trucks. Oh, I don't care about that. That, what was, was, wait, that got what, blown up. The Nissan what was got his, blown up. What was his truck? I, I'm sure it was American. They don't make those trucks anymore. I'm trying to yeah. scare you here. I'm trying to go all... Uh, it's not uh, working. Are you I afraid believe- of the dark? Like, woo! <laughs> Chuck doesn't have his normal like, peripherals. <laughs> is that like your campfire story? <laughs> and, no. Yeah, that's exactly it. So... Yeah, so Rostov... We got our villain. He's all, he's all pissed off because, you know... We got, we got because, to get him. Because Matt is in his head, man. Yeah. He's playing, like, playing fucking 4D chess with this motherfucker. It really is. That was the kind and of cool. And coming on Nico sees it. Nico's getting worried because he's like, fuck, we need Rostov. We're nothing without Rostov. Exactly. And he's trying to keep Rostov on a clear path to America. And Rostov's just like, no. 
Hunter. Well, before that, he does the, the classic Rasa dick shot where he shoots the underling in the dick that we saw yeah. earlier. He the... just grabs the one guy. He's pissed off at him like, fuck, you did, you failed. So he grabs well, why him. why does he grab him? Because Why does he shoot him? Because he goes, he told me if I survive, it's time to die. <laughs> does he? Does yes. <laughs> and so that oh just, that, then Rasa just snaps and just shoots his dick off, and which probably makes, makes the hand hurt a little less. <laughs> you're like, you know, my dick's missing. Right. So he helped him in a way. And then Nico's just trying to calm him down. He's like, dude, calm the fuck down. We're winning. I love when he shoots that guy, though, because he, he's it's like a five-second clip of him grabbing the guy by the belt buckle, sticking his gun down his pants, shooting him in the dick five times, and also hawking the hugest loogie in his face. <laughs> I don't remember that. Dude, <laughs> it's it's a huge loog. It was amazing. Like, it's hard. It's hard to. We could have read this movie and already been done with it, by the script and been done yes, talking. Our about podcast it. is longer than the script. It That's really how... is. It's embarrassingly embarrassingly short. I don't so, know. I think the less lines you give Chuck, the better he is. So. Exactly. No, that's the point. Chuck and his brother knew how to portray. They Chuck. knew his strengths. They knew his weaknesses. And so this movie is. 80% action. I think I said 90% earlier. I'm dropping it down to 80. It was great. So so then we see that not only are they posing as police officers, they're posing as National Guardsmen. They've taken over the Miami police and the National Guard who's moved into Miami. So at this time, Chuck is just patrolling. And this is one thing. Martial law has basically been put in act enacted because yes. of where Rothschild's doing. So there's National Guards everywhere, but that's not going to stop good Americans from going to church. So, like, in the middle of the night, once again, these this nice, wholesome family are sneaking. They're not supposed to be out. It's supposed to be curfew. But they're like, God damn it, I love God so much that I'm going to go to goddamn church. Yeah, you're so right. And so, of course, Rothschild's like, religion, you, you Christian scum. So his next plan is to blow up a church. Yeah. So they got this nice little suitcase full of C4. They put it in front of the, the, the church door. They got the, like, they reel it out. Yep. Click the button. Nothing happens. They're like, what the fuck, man? Chuck, on the roof, intercepted the line. I don't even know how we did it. There, that was like... <laughs> ninjutsu, dude. How we grabbed the line and pulled it up to the fucking <laughs> roof of that building? He used ninjutsu. He used, he used the, the Samurai Six Sense. The Samurai Six Sense didn't do that? Yes. Fuck. You dude. learned nothing from American Samurai? I didn't know Our last episode, go listen to it if you <laughs> haven't heard it. Yeah, so he's... He, and he, they're like... He's, they look up. Chuck's standing on top of the roof. He's like, doesn't work. Works now. And then just drops the bomb on him. It they, clicks the little lines together. <laughs> you get the spark. Boom, son. They get blown the fuck up. Chuck wins again. Or does he? Because as he's patrolling, he gets pulled over by some National Guardsmen. Yeah. And he's he's like, because, of course, Chuck's a good American. He's like, I'll stop for a National Guardsman. I'm not going to yeah. suspect anything. But we suspect something because it's that same Asian guy that we saw earlier who was a cop. So he happens to be on his way. It went from nighttime to daytime in between this transition of him driving and meeting the National Guard. I think when he meets the National Guard, it's nighttime, though, for yes, some reason. Yes, it's nighttime. It might have been before the church scene or after. 
I think it was before. I don't know. I don't think it's that important, but he. It's not at all. How but did, I forget. It was just, how does he? Oh, it, I get, he just beats him on the draw, right? He doesn't know that that guy is the National Guard. He eyes the guy. Yeah, so he, when he's in his truck, the Samurai National, Six Sense kicked the, in. The National Guard stops him, and it, it was like an Asian man. It was the same Asian guy from earlier, the oh, cop. Oh, okay. It was that guy. So we know that as the audience. He doesn't know that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't gather that. Good job. Good, 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 good samurai sense there. Um, so, of course, Chuck doesn't know, but he's got the samurai six sense. So he beats the guard to the draw. Yeah, because the guy's he's like, let me get my ID. Yeah. And Chuck grabs the Uzi. Yep. Boom. And he steps, he steps out, and he's just like, hey. Who you working for? Where's he at? Where can I get? You know, he's getting information. Of course, that guy's not talking. So you do you see Chuck do a couple of those where he swipes the Uzi, where he sprays bullets across yeah. the guy's like safety belt line, and then of course there's another guy just completely frightened at that point. Right. <laughs> yes, of course I'll talk, Mister Norris, Mister Hunter. So what, I forget what did he tell. Sure. I don't even remember. It's fucking pointless. <laughs> like, yeah. details don't matter in this movie because they're just going to cut to the villain and then cut yeah, to Chuck. So, like, yeah, basically, so we we get we just get a bunch of scenes of the world being terrorized and Chuck stopping Chuck, it. like, one step behind but getting closer, closer, and closer. And so this... What it, happens first, the grocery store or the bus? The grocery store. Okay. So the this grocery scene, store happens grocery now. Grocery store, they announced... It's gotten so bad we're rationing now. And you brought it up like Bernie, like the philosophies of this movie is like a Bernie-like and then, you know, uh, 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 are almost Trump-like figures. But there's actually a Bernie-looking guy in this movie, and he's the grocery store clerk telling people, we don't have any more fresh meat. (laughs) Of course, McGuire's there because she's everywhere when we need her to be there. We've got plenty of gravy pops, but no more fresh meats. Apparently, that needs to be recorded and photographed. So McGuire's there doing her job. Well, who else is doing their job? Motherfucking Chuck. Because Nico, that scumbag henchman and Rostov, shows up. Yeah. Skies the National Guardsman. Just starts shooting people. Takes McGuire hostage. Yep. I don't remember how, but Chuck ends up behind him. He does a ninjutsu move. He, he just, does he a ninjutsu appears. move. And so he shows up behind him. And, of course, Nico's got that beautiful scoped, <laughs> unnecessarily scoped gun. No laser, mind you. Thanks for pointing that out. Right. And... Uses it, he just re-aims it because he's got it pointed at the girl's head. He re-aims it so it points at Nico's head and just fucking fires at it. So Nico's dead. And, of course, the girl's like, you could have killed me. Right, totally ungrateful. She's like, hey, cowboy. That was the majority of that scene. And No, no. and then she also throws a garbage can lid at him. Yep. Chuck's walking and Chuck away. Chuck doesn't even acknowledge it. Chuck's walking away. Got to get back in my truck and continue on my rampage. And she's, you could have killed me, fucking cowboy. And then she throws the trash can at him. And he doesn't even acknowledge the trash can, lady. He just gets in the truck, and he moves on. And thank God he does, because now we move to some children being thrown on a bus. I don't know if they're just being taken to school or they're being taken somewhere safe. I they're, don't know what's going on. They're supposed to be going somewhere safe. The parents, because the city's being invaded, the parents are like, get out of here, go somewhere safe. And, of course, they're putting their kids in the arms of danger. But I want to talk about that fucking scene where they're putting the kids on the bus way too long i awkwardly watch parents wave to their kids for five minutes that doesn't happen they're seriously standing there 
Way well, it bigger. doesn't happen when you're not in the midst of being invaded. I mean, you want to cherish every moment when you're sure. You whatever. might lose your kid. I'll take your. And if it wasn't for Matt, we would have lost our kids because while the kids are on the bus singing "Row, Row, Row Your Boat," of course, we got those scumbag commies driving up little C four, little timer on it, stick it right on the side of the bus, take the fuck off. They're true fucking terrorists to go after the kids like that. They, yeah, they have no honor. Like, their tactics, uh, yeah. If you think they'd work for the Yakuza, they have no honor at all. No. Good call. Yakuza. No. So, of course, now we've got a high-speed chase. Chuck's already on. He already knows. He saw it somehow. Six samurai sense. Chuck saw that. They placed I the think bomb. His, his samurai sense was tingling. And yeah, he was like, so he's like, I got to jump onto I-75, whatever's in Florida there, is cruising up, sees the bomb on the bus. And I will, I will say, I give it up to him, even though in the midst of all this shit, road construction is still going on. They don't yeah. stop for that. They're like, hey, we've got a pothole, we're going to fill it. So there's like a roadblock. Yeah. Chuck gets around it, drives up, grabs the bomb off the bus, drives up to the bad guys. Tosses it in their car, and I forget, what does he say? Like, you lose this, as he says, you lose this. Yeah. And they go, ah, and then they blow up. He, he grabs the bomb off the bus, he drives up, uh, gets right up to the car, and he just goes, you guys lose this? Tosses it, or no, he sets it on the hood, because it's like got a stick or whatever magnetic yeah. mechanism to it. Sticks it on the hood, powers forward, and the people blow up. So... Now, you know, we, Chuck has done amazing things. Well, you got to realize Chuck is only one man. So we have this scene where Chuck stops at a carnival. It's been blown the fuck up. Okay. He's he's like, I'm, he admits himself, I'm only one man. What what, what can I do? How, he can, he I can only do so much. I can much. only be in one place at a time. I he can't. needs help. But he's already shooed off everybody. So, Well, the old CIA guy pops up there, and he's like... Chuck's like, hands him this paper, and he's like, just do this. What's the CIA guy say back to him? He's like, I, 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 I can't. There, there's too much. Uh, there's too much. Uh, Goddamn. <laughs> Stall for a minute. <laughs> Keep stalling. So Chuck, he's just like, he's just haunted. Do you realize what kind of cooperation this will take? Think of the risks. Wasn't there something about stakes, too? Think of the stakes. <laughs> I'll just do it. Think of the risk. Think of the stakes. <laughs> so, oh, you dropped your drink? Yeah, it didn't spill. Oh, that's okay. It didn't spill. Everybody's good here. So we're going to go ahead and think about the risk and thinks about the stakes. So another. And then, so now we set up another great split-screen scene where we see Rostev's point of view and we see Hunter's point of view. They're both holed up in these shitty ass hotels Rostov's watching a bunch of TVs got three TVs set up uh, Hunter he's watching one TV because that's all he needs he's watching a shitty sci-fi movie and this is where there's another gum scene where he a shitty invasion movie oh that's right aliens were invading the USA wow that's like meta dude yep yep so and he's just chilling he's got like he's wearing like a vest with no shirt on and he for some reason, he puts his wad of gum on a hotel painting. Yep. Totally disrespectful. We let him go because he saved so many people. That's true. So the way they film it is like, then you start seeing these like riot gear type SWAT team guys. And you're like, oh, shit. Chuck finally found out where Rostev is. And he sent the SWAT team after him. 
Oh, no. That's not what happens. What happens is the SWAT team shows up and arrests Chuck. Chuck. And so they're telling Chuck, I don't know who you think you are, but it's people like, uh, uh, or who you're fighting for, but it's people like you who turn this nation upside down. And nobody, but nobody, is beyond the law. Of course, this is what every classic incompetent cop says to the hero because they don't have the balls to do what Matt Hunter has to do to keep us safe. So then we click back to Rasta. He's got three TVs. The stock market's crashing. Martial law. Race riots. All this shit. And then he sees on one screen, Matt Hunter was arrested today, and he's being... Uh, he's being in prison in the same building where all these governors are going to be together to decide what to do about this invasion. Two birds with one stone. He's like, I can, I can destroy the city and kill my nemesis at once. He's fucking hyped. Yep. So first thing he does, he goes to some, like, there was like a place with like armored cars. I don't know what the fuck that is. Like, below, that actually was pretty impressive, that explosion. I thought the guy almost got, got killed. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of good special effects in this movie. A lot. I don't think that's special effects. That's a real stunt. I yeah. Don't know. No. Okay. Well, yeah. that it's still an effect and it's special <laughs> because the guy almost died. Yeah. That's special to me. Okay. So no, there there's a lot to enjoy about this movie and the fact that they didn't try to like water it down with a bunch of shitty backstory on Chuck. They're just like he's a badass. You get it. <laughs> Rostov's kind of a badass, but he's also haunted by Ross. Or uh, he finally Hunter. met a bigger badass. And exactly. He didn't know what to do. Exactly. We're going into the whole Rocky and uh, the the Russian guy, Drago. Drago. Perfect. That's a perfect example. If they did a sequel to that Rocky movie, Drago would wake up in a cold sweat, and be like Rocky. That's this movie. Drago would have said, "If he dies, time to die." Yeah. So. Yeah, he's like time. He's like time to die, Matt Hunter. Yeah, exactly. So they bust into this like place that has all these armored cars. They steal them. They show up. The army's gone. There's all these like you know like sandbags, all this shit, machine guns, and everything. But the army is gone. Yep, they took off. So they're like Yahoo! and they're just like shooting it up. Of course, Rostov, he's a pimp. So he's like, I'm taking a helicopter to this building. So he takes the helicopter, all his henchmen, all of them. He's like, get them all together. This is the final battle. This is. I mean, Hunter. Right. So so all his henchmen are downstairs blowing shit up, shooting their guns off. Yeehaw! You know, like some Will West shit. Rostev lands on on the top of the building in his helicopter, gets out, enters through the top. Helicopter sitting there. Uh oh. Matt Hunter. Comes out of the side of that, like, I don't know what it is, not a building, whatever, wherever the stairs are. He comes out from behind there, bazookas the fuck out of the, the helicopter, blows it yep. to shit. And, of course, we missed one of the most dramatic, it's time to dies. Because when he was getting hauled oh, in by the right. military, he's on the news <laughs> that Rostov's watching. Oh, yeah, because he wanted, he wanted to really yeah. draw him out. He's like, I got to really draw him out. So he's like, Nico was easy. Now it's your turn. One night, you're going to close your eyes. And when they open, I'll be there. It'll be time to die. And that totally <laughs> enrages fucking Rostov. That's what set him off. And that, that's right. funny because it's like, I, I, when I saw that at first, I was just like, 
motherfucking Chuck's playing this like a fiddle. Not just a fiddle, because he's playing the Americans and the Invaders. He's playing a double fiddle. Both wow, sides at the hard. same time. I've tried it. It's not It's not impossible, because Chuck did it. It's, it's, it's very difficult. Near impossible. Near impossible. It's Chuck possible. We're going to go ahead and use that as a whole new thing. It's Chuck possible. Right. So, so, so Chuck blows up the helicopter, so Rob yes. said there's no escape. No escape. So, no and, retreat, and I think no at surrender. this time, exactly, at this time, Rostov hears it blowing up. He's like, it's a trap! Let's get the fuck out of here! Yeah. I don't think so, buddy, because using like, his ninja skills, Chuck somehow gets into the office building. They're in an office building. They're at, Yeah, they're in some big office building. Of course, this movie ends with the climactic scenes in <laughs> cubicles. Right. And cubicles also can stop bullets because you can hide behind a cubicle wall yeah. and it won't, you will not get shot. They're not just cardboard and, like, some styrofoam. So Chuck just commences killing all of his henchmen. Like, this, did he have an automatic grenade launcher? Because there's a scene where two henchmen are hiding in a room and Chuck uses his samurai sixth sense. He can sense they're in that room. So he, in, like, one swoop, he blows the fuck out of two like, huge wall, holes in the wall. And that could have been done by a machine gun. Because huh. he had a little, like, grenade launcher hooked up to his machine well, gun. Well, a lot of the guns they had in this movie had a grenade launcher attachment, so probably. But he does it at one time. It's not like he goes, chook, chook. it's like he had an automatic grenade launcher. They just sprayed out. Yeah, it must have been a very so fast-reloading so grenade launcher. Just, he blows them away. Rostov's freaking the fuck out, shooting at everything. No different than what the people had on the fan boats earlier on in the movie. They were shooting grenades like mad. Yeah. That's what they blew up Matt's house with. It's a callback. Exactly. So, meanwhile, down below, the army finally does show up because they set this trap. They commence to blow the fuck away all of Rostov's men because he got his whole army there. They get murdered by the, the army. Good riddance. Fuck you. Back to Chuck. Chuck is stalking Rostov now. He's That's using it. ninja tricks. He's just popping up here and there. Kicking the shit out of it. He just kicks Rostov in the face. Rostov goes flipping over in a, a cubicle. Yeah. And what I loved about it, and I kind of complained about it with the American Ninja, where American Ninja kicked the shit out of uh, Steve James, and there was no, like, Steve James got nothing in. This was fitting. Because yeah. Rostov gets nothing in on this fight. He gets total shit kicked out This of is him. his nightmare. He's already, he sw- he's, he's petrified he's, by fear. He doesn't beat his fear. He doesn't eat it like a samurai exactly. should. And Chuck is a fucking eight-level samurai, so of course he's eating his fear, and he's, you know. So he's just stalking uh, poor Rostov, and Rostov, of course, gets Yeah, it's gets so cornered. bad you feel sorry for Rostov, and he's a piece of shit. So yeah. he gets cornered, and he's just waiting well, for Well, Rostov, this is, this is, I think this is the very first ever bazooka-off. Yeah. Because Rostov gets his bazooka, Chuck gets his. And he's got it aimed at a doorway that I don't think Chuck pops through. <laughs> Yeah, he's well because Chuck's using his ninjutsu on him. So Chuck sneaks up behind him. Rostov's just freaking out, and this is the final time to die. Doesn't even get die out. He doesn't even get die out. He gets it's time, <laughs> and then you hear the or the Chunk. rocket launcher like yeah, he he... prep up, and the rocket fire off, and it blows Rostov through a window. You just see the cut of below the window outside. Well, just for a split second, you see a shitty like mannequin. Yeah, get hit with a rocket. And then you see a little foot with an ankle <laughs> attached to it, and you see like a blown apart mannequin head come out. 
And what I loved about it, that's it. Movie over. There's no epilogue. No. He just gets blown out of a fucking window. There's no relationships to, like, sew up here. Yeah. The lady who you thought there was a sexual attraction <laughs> with, nope. You thought something. The guy, gone. The CIA guy, <laughs> who cares? I loved it because they were just like, really? no, Chuck. This isn't, this isn't like Lord of the Rings, which is 20 minutes of wrap up. This isn't like Marvel yeah. movies where all these fucking after credit shit. It's just boom, he's dead. Go home. I, there's so much respect for this kind of ending. <laughs> uh, just like last week. It's just like final moment. Guy wins. We're done here. Let's go. Let's get out of here. Wrap. That's a wrap. Uh, and that is exactly well, what this movie does. Well, how can you top blowing someone out of a window with a bazooka? The bazooka off is amazing. I miss, like, I've been waiting. We've done nine movies. This is the 10th one, and it took this long to really get. I mean, of course, American Ninja had a bazooka, but it was that weird one. This right. was just, like, <laughs> legit. Bronson can even hold this guy up. That Bronson was, couldn't hold that up. Was, the, that's a low blow, but I'll ignore it. Yeah. But anyway, so this ends the most the spectacular way, the most Fourth of July way when you think about it that some it could, because some bombs were bursting in air. Yeah. And so was Rostov. Yeah. Some fucking commie invaders. Immigrate that. So hey, bastard. yeah, hey Putin, you're on notice. Time to die for you. Speaking of Putin, I got some big news about the next episode. I'm so fucking stoked for this. Tell me about it. Well, if anybody follows uh, NPR articles, um, I like to brush up on them. I usually check every day and see what we got going on there. Well, our friend Steven Seagal has been hanging out with Vladimir Putin. Apparently, he's teaching him some, uh, what was he, do a keto? Yes, he does a keto. Yeah, so he's been teaching well, Putin a keto. Do you think, I can't, I can't believe Zen Master Seagal is working against us. Do you think he's trying to turn Putin to like the good side of the force? He might be. I don't know what to say. Like I've got a lot, a lot of stuff prepared for this episode because the facts that are pushed as real, and I don't know what to interpret them as, but I'm going to read them as stated uh, for this episode or the following episode. Um, he, he might be, but he really does think that America needs to change their mind on Putin. That's all I got to what, say about that. he wants us to, like, be friends with Putin? He, it's like Rodman don't and, tell, don't tell, it's like oh, Rodman don't and tell King Jong-un. Don't tell turned to the dark. He's a fellow Detroiter, man. I don't want to see that. What, Rodman? Well, he played Detroit. No, fucking Steven Seagal's from Detroit. Is he? Yes. No way. Yes, he was in that article you sent me. It said from Detroit. No, fuck. Yeah. I missed that part. Yeah. He can't be, he's from Detroit, he can't be bad. He's from Chicago, I would say, yeah. He's a horrible person. God damn. Well, I've already uh, ruined the, the, you know, I led with kind of the big big punchline there. But, yeah, it's going to be a Steven Seagal movie, and we're going to yeah, be. Yeah, you know, I'm actually surprised. We're actually going to step out of our comfort zone. I'm surprised he's never worked with, with Canon Films. It doesn't make sense because he is perfect Golan Globus material. Right, so this will not be a Golan Globus film, but it will definitely have the feel, the vibe, the taste of yeah. a Golan Globus film. We're, we're going to be going on a little road trip here, I think for the next two episodes, right? Right. At we're least, not going to be restrained by... Yeah. Because we're, we're celebrating our freedom today, Gra. Yeah, we're it's, exactly. Maybe We don't know what's going to be a, a third week ahead, but we know the next two movies are not G&G. We're doing a road trip here. Right. We're doing what we want... Because we can do that because we're Americans and we're free. Right. So 
what you can look forward to next week. Some hard to kill. I can't wait because I saw that in the theaters and I don't remember anything about it outside of the fact that he was in a coma and he had long hair and a beard. Well, you've got a treat waiting for you. I've seen this movie probably 40 times. It's That's wonderful. 39 more times than I have, so I'm looking forward to it. And I hope everybody else is looking forward to it. And uh, you know what? Happy 4th of July. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed our you super know, show here. Enjoy the 4th. But please chill out with the fireworks because they're really fucking my dog up a lot. So can everybody just calm down a little? Enjoy uh-huh. America. Enjoy your 4th of July. If you're listening to this outside the country, enjoy your Wednesday. Yeah. Or enjoy your 4th of July. It just doesn't mean shit to you. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe a good substitute for fireworks is uh, microwave popcorn. It pops. You can you watch go. it. And it's, it's got a light. Treat. And you could add some grilled hot dogs to it, and there you go. Oh, my God. I got – I Hydrophil seems like he hates me, but <laughs> maybe I'll pass that along. Like maybe do some chopped up – what does he call them? Perfectly grilled hot, hot, dogs. hot dogs. Yeah. Maybe he can chop some of those up and throw them in his popcorn, and that'll be a good treat. Yeah. Adds yeah. a nice salty taste to Yeah, your salt on salt. Ah, yeah, I, very hard smart. I'll, I'll throw that because you know I don't want the guy to hate me. I don't like that. I don't like anybody hating me. So I'll throw that at him. Maybe I'll get him back on my side. You can hope so. I hope so too. So yeah. So as always, thank you for listening. Please spread the word or don't. Who gives a shit anymore? <laughs> yeah. And uh, keep it warm. Hey. Hello, today's outro is me and some bad music in the background. I don't know if you can hear it, but it's there. Deal with it. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye.